Welcome to the Hot Lava Podcast. I'm Kevin A.C. Potter, beat writer, Jay Posner, sports editor of the Union Tribune joins me. Jay, this is the one we've been waiting for. We've just kind of been on hold, and the Padres have a manager. His name is Jace Tingler. Wait, who? We are... What? We are who? learning a little <laughs> bit more about what a Jace Tingler is, and, and uh, you know, first thing I guess some fans are going to have to do, because they're not past it yet, is get past the name. Right. I mean, I, and look, he's... He's obscure in baseball. You know, I'm sure people in baseball know him, but outside of the people who are really in baseball, people haven't heard of this guy. And, and I, I mean, I'll admit I had no idea who he was either. I still don't have a great idea of, of who he is, although I think uh, you and, and Jeff and Tom and Bryce all did good stories that people hopefully have read either online or, or in the paper uh, in the last 24 hours or more when this uh, finally comes out. But I, I do think that people yeah people are going to have to get past that and I I, I think the other thing there's a lot of things that we're all going to have to get past but I think I think a lot of fans especially are going to have to get past one thing in particular that uh, is kind of at the top of my list which is that a new manager is not going to solve real almost anything that's wrong with this team I mean if, if if you if you think Andy Green was a huge problem and the huge reason why the Padres have been have been crappy for the last four years, I, I don't know what to say that we haven't said before. I, I just don't think that's the case. And you know, obviously, there's no way to prove that. You know, if you if you put whoever you want to put in charge of this team over those last four years, Joe Madden or Joe Girardi or Tony Larusa or the ghost of John McGraw or or whatever, I just don't think this team would have been that much different. So bringing in a new manager whether it's Jace Tingler or any of the other people that I mentioned, uh, I, I don't think is going to make a huge difference with this team. As I've said all along, this team needs better players. So that that's uh, I'll get that out of the way up top. Well, obviously, as you know, Jay, I'm writing about that uh, for this weekend, uh, perhaps story post later today as we record this on Friday. But we've been saying it all along. It was just kind of like, all right, well, let's get this manager thing out of the way. Right. And uh, then it is time to dive into the rest of the offseason. The Padres know this. The, you know, the new manager knows this. The players know this. This was significant. Don't want to gloss over it, and we will spend more time talking about Jace Tingler, but I just want to second what you said. I think that that this new manager, whoever it was, has a pretty good chance. If this team were to improve, like, personnel-wise only marginally, which they certainly hope to do more than that this offseason, but if they had almost the same team, but a year later, as in Chris Paddock, a year later, Nelson Lamette a full year and a year later, Garrett Richards on the staff, um, Manny Machado in his second year, I believe this manager probably going to win at least a few more games than last year's team. Yeah, I, I don't think there's any question <laughs> about that. And I think if, you know, if whoever they bring in, if they and, – and look, if this team wins, let's say – only 75 games or whatever next year. I, I don't consider that necessarily an indictment on the manager. I, I would pro- I would probably consider it an indictment on A.J. Preller for not putting together a better roster. But that, look, that's a long way uh, away. There's a, there's a whole offseason ahead for them to, uh, to get better. Uh, but, but we should talk about Jace Tingler. So I'll, I'll, I'll just pose a couple of questions and I, I think the biggest question that a lot of people have is one where the Padres painted themselves in a corner where they said 
we're going to be looking for an experienced manager. We think experience is important. I think a couple players, uh, veteran players, talked about how experience was important. And then they went out and hired a guy who's 38 years old and has never managed above rookie ball. So, again, I'm not asking you to be Ron Fowler or Peter Seidler or A.J. Prower that whenever the Padres have a press conference to officially announce the hiring of Tingler, these questions will be asked prominently. But I'll just ask you, what happened to experience? I think there's two things, two sides of this facet that I'd, I'd like to address. And the first one is, the, the, to me, the big one, the players how they're going to react to this. And already, look, there's a reason that uh, of the very few guys that I spoke to over the past few days uh, that they don't want to be quoted and that once they are quoted, um, maybe take what they say with a grain of salt. <laughs> the, the, the view from players is, hey, like, we don't know this guy. We're not going to, like, dismiss him. But how is this? showing us that we're moving on from the development phase. Fair or not to Jace Tingler, mm-hmm. that's something that must be addressed by Jace Tingler, by A.J. Preller, by ownership. That is the most important thing. That is the one where I, I believe it is the biggest head-scratcher is, you know, you don't let the necessarily, for lack of a better term, the inmates run the asylum, but you take into consideration what some of your most prominent players wanted and were thinking. Okay, the other side, which is, okay, so it was said, uh, I believe Ron Fowler said it uh, publicly, and other people in the organization talked about experience being something they were looking for. I don't have a huge problem with them pivoting then. First of all, they left themselves out, that if that was not the end all. Second, they talked to some people with experience. Joe Madden was always going to the Angels. Joe Girardi wasn't, you know... There's really basically one or two teams that wanted Joe Girardi for, for various reasons. Um, and Bruce Bochy wants at least a year off. So there you go. Then they found the guy that they thought was best. Ron Washington, I'm telling you, it was a split. I know that in some corners it's been painted as possibly a, a there was an argument between, say, Ron Fowler and A.J. Preller. Well, you know, let's say that, and my, it's my understanding that inside the organization, it's considered that AJ has like 10 lieutenants, right? 10 people on his staff. That if you took all the people involved, the, the two uh, principal owners that are involved uh, very closely with the team, Peter Seidler, Ron Fowler, AJ Preller, and his 10 lieutenants, it was a split. I realize it's 13. You can't really split it. But it was generally described to me as it was a split down the middle. Um, you know, that there was, the, you know, Jace Tingler or Ron Washington. Well, this was AJ Preller's hire. And I'm telling you, uh, you say that like we haven't we hadn't heard of this guy. Once you started to hear about these Tingler, and once you started to hear about how um, highly AJ Preller's always thought of him, you were embarrassed that you hadn't heard of him. You know, at least if you covered the Padres, <laughs> uh, that because that's how much AJ Preller thought of this guy. So ultimately, they let Jay, or AJ Preller make this call, and that is where <laughs> um, when you said that. If the Padres were to, say, win 75 games, you wouldn't hold the manager responsible. Well, if there's one manager who perhaps will be held responsible, it's Jay Singler. Because A.J. Preller, I believe, will be held responsible for a disappointing season. And one of the reasons that he will be, 
now it's after the fact that he didn't build a good enough roster, is that he brought this manager in. Jace Tingler is tied to A.J. Preller. If A.J. Preller goes, it is more likely that Jace Tingler goes. Whereas, had they hired Bruce Bochy and won 75 games, Bochy ain't going anywhere. Or Ron Washington probably isn't going anywhere. But Jace Tingler, this is all on A.J. Preller. Good or bad, I don't know. And I don't know who does know, but it's all on A.J. Preller. Right, and, and I guess the point I was making was it's on Preller more than it's on Tingler. That doesn't mean that, that Tingler's not going to be, yes. quote, held responsible for it. But <laughs> I, in my the, – the way I feel about it – and, again, it could all change. I mean, you could you could watch games next year and and he could make some head-scratching moves and, and you could say, wow, that was – what is he doing? And it could be, you know, Dave Roberts in game five of the, of the division series and everybody would hold him responsible for that. But – you know, I don't expect this guy to come in and like have no idea what he's doing. I mean, he he has been a manager in obviously in rookie league. He's been around big league ball clubs. I I just think in this particular case, if they're going to only win seventy five games, it's probably going to be because the roster wasn't good enough, or they had like some incredible disaster in terms of injuries. You know, where they lost three fifths of the rotation and two or three regulars and that sort of thing. But I had people tell me, you know, on, on Twitter, well, if, if this guy doesn't go to the playoffs or if this guy doesn't have a winning record, he's gone. And it's like, you know, it's just not that simple where if a guy wins 82 games, he's a good manager, and if he wins 80 games, he's a bad manager. There's, I, I would hope that there's a little more depth and nuance and context and all the other stuff that we hopefully talk about that I realize isn't a big part of 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 Twitter or social media or sort of instant fan reaction that, that we all have in, in all the sports that we, that we watch. But I, the judging this guy is not going to be as simple as they have to win X number of games or even, I mean, I, someone said they have to, they, you know, they have to make the playoffs making the playoffs is to me, not necessarily, I, I don't want to say it's not a realistic expectation next year, but let's see what the roster looks like. I think this team needs to contend for the playoffs. Now, if again, if they were to win 86 games and miss out on the playoffs by one game or two games or whatever, does that mean Jace Tingler can't manage? I, my guess is probably that's not a good, that wouldn't be a good conclusion. But again, those are all things to, to get to later on. I do think the the one thing that you touched on is this is this is AJ Preller now. I mean, this is all this is all on him. I think you said his contract goes through twenty twenty two. At uh, is is that correct? Yes. So, you know, that means if he were to to go after one, if they were to be bad next year, you, you know, what are the chances that he's gone after? You know, even with two years left on his contract, it seems like they could just clean house and and say that's it. This was a bad. This was a bad hire, and again, not that Tingler is necessarily a bad hire, but that that maybe Preller was, and that he's not the guy to to lead them forward. But he seems to be the one to me that would be on the hot seat uh, at this point. I don't think there's any question about that. I think that we should, as you have pointed out here, we don't know what the winter holds, so we got to be careful there. We haven't put that in perspective, but there's no question that this is now on AJ Preller. AJ Preller has been told that. I mean, that's that's it. Uh, they they talked about a lot of things. When I talk about that there was like a split, it's not like there's five or six guys unhappy today. That's how these processes go, right? They they hash it out. They talk it out. Um, so that and and it went the way that AJ Preller wanted it to go. So 
he's in the big seat or the second biggest seat or whatever. And this is, there's no other way to look at it than he's on the hot seat or, you know, he's going to be held accountable for this. Um, but I still believe, and I think that certainly the Padres believe now that this is done, they're, they're far more willing to even like acknowledge it. Uh, though they've been acknowledging it all along. Far more important is what happens now. He has got AJ Preller has got to loosen the grip on some prospects. And I, I'm not saying he has been you know, imprudent in terms of holding on to certain guys, but it is roundly believed inside the organization, other people that I've talked to in baseball, that it's time for him to uh, trade some of his gold or try to get some gold for his silver, whatever. Um, but now that's what's important now. We've got to start looking at the 40-man roster. Um, and like I said, the story that I'm working on now, the 2019 Padres were nowhere near a playoff team. I mean, not just the record. Uh, I'm, the players they had, their performances uh, in so many areas, nowhere near. I took a look at 11 different statistics slash metrics. And so then um, and I compared them to the five playoff teams in the National League. So that, that would be 11 times five, 55 times, 55 opportunities for the Padres to have compared favorably to any playoff team. And they did one time. And that was a tie. I think it was in like number of players with the, you know, 4.0 war or something like that. I don't know. But they were so far from being a playoff team. It, it was actually astounding that uh, they couldn't, you know, at least, oh, hey, look, they, they had this. Nope. They were off. Right. And and that's why I say that the idea that, you know, a new manager is going to fix everything is is absurd because it doesn't matter who managed this team last year, they were not good enough to win. I maybe they were maybe they should have won a few more games and obviously the end of the season thing is a you know, everything sort of fell apart at that at that point. But this team was not good enough to contend for a playoff spot last year. They did, the the roster was simply not good enough. It didn't matter who was running the show. Um, and before we get on, we can talk a little bit about the the roster. But you made a good point there. I just want to go back to to Tingler for a second. Mm-hmm. What is it about Jace Tingler that Preller's willing to put his whole job, his entire job, basically on the line to hire this guy? He could have taken the safe route. Could have hired a guy, uh, you know, with experience. Although we've as we talked about, you know, the, first, the and I, I pointed out the other day on on Twitter that the idea that, you know, eight of the ten managers in the playoffs this year were uh, were first-time managers. Mm-hmm. Um, it's funny, one of the other guys in, who's in the World Series now, A.J. Hinch, was a disaster as a manager in Arizona. Now, whether it was players or it was A.J. or whatever it was, but he was not good at all. It was almost like Belichick in Cleveland. And, and then Right, worse. Belichick actually came close. True, yeah. and then they all of a sudden they said, well, we'll give A.J. Hinch a shot, and he's done a great job. Again, has he done a great job, or, or does he have – you know, an incredible roster. And that's the thing that, look, we go round and round on that all the time. And I think I've made my beliefs about that well known. But what is it about Tingler that AJ loves so much that he was willing to put himself in this position? These baseball guys, right? Like they, they, just, they speak each other's language. Well, first of all, they speak analytics and they speak Spanish, these two guys. <laughs> um, and, and then just in terms of how they see players and how they see situations. 
and it's been going on for over what almost, what fourteen years. It's been going on this relationship in right. terms of hey, there's a guy I like. Hey, there's a guy I see good things in. Hey, now I'm spending more time with him in the Dominican and Arizona, and now oh, and AJ Preller tried to hire him as a coach. Uh, by the way, Andy Green enthusiastically, yeah, let's make our staff better, right? Like, how much turnover was there on Andy Green's staff? Um, and and you know, always trying to get better. So. They see things the same. Um, AJ Proler believes that his manager should have autonomy, but they also do want to beef up their analytics, um, and they want a guy who sees eye to eye with AJ. I'm, I'm hesitant to say that because then you say yes, man. Well, I, I see that in an argument uh, a lot of times uh, in, in the public sphere. Uh, well, that just makes him Andy. Ah, man, uh, were you not paying attention? <laughs> because they threw Andy under the bus and said he wasn't willing to see eye to eye with AJ when he was fired. So you can't, you can't say these are the same two guys. Um, so collaboration, and that's what uh, that's what AJ Preller was really looking for. I, I don't believe that means do what I say. I don't believe that. Everything I know about AJ is that he leans on his people. Um, there are players. You know that AJ Preller hadn't seen Fernando Tatis Jr. in person. Oh, when he like, traded him, for, traded for him. Yeah, right. and, and that's not surprising since the kid was like twelve. But you know, <laughs> that's that's AJ Preller believes wholeheartedly in his people. Um, Trey Turner, not really AJ's call there. Um, that's Logan White. I mean, that's a bad one, right? So you know, but Logan White has also made a bunch of good calls. AJ Preller is big in collaboration, and collaboration is not code for do what I say. Right. No, that makes. Um... That makes sense, and and I was I, I should never be surprised by anything uh, that I see, but I, I I still was taken a little bit aback with the idea that that you know this guy's Andy Green two or whatever, and I, I just you know just first time is every person the same? You know, if you hire, does that mean it, that's like saying that you know if you hire a man if you hire a coach or something with experience, he's Norv Turner two you know, maybe he's maybe a football coach, and I'll go back to football because I, uh, you know, covered it more. Yeah. But if you hire a coach with experience, are you getting Bill Belichick 2.0 or are you getting North Turner 2.0? There's a huge difference between those guys, and I don't see, I don't quite get the idea that well, just this guy is Andy Green 2.0. And I get the idea. Look, the Padres have been a bad franchise for almost all of their 50 seasons. There's no if you followed this team for that long, if you followed this team for half of that period, you pretty much have that feeling like everything's going to go wrong. Yeah. Uh, whatever they do is going to be wrong. But to me, mm-hmm. you could say that if they had hired Ron Washington, you could have said, "Well, what, you know, great, Ron Washington, you're getting Ron Washington so he's different because he has experience." We don't know if Ron Washington's any good. I, I, you know, I, I'm just not convinced that we know that, you know, Ron Washington had some really good seasons. He had some really bad seasons. I could say that about Bruce Bochy. Uh, so, again, it always brings me back to the same thing, which is the roster. They need better players. And, and that's not to say that Andy that they didn't need to make a change in manager. But I, I was just surprised that people weren't at least willing to give this guy. He hasn't even been officially hired yet. And people are already writing him. People are already writing him off. But I guess that, I guess that's... Uh, I guess that's part of what, you know, 
part of what part of what happens this year. And I, you know, I I think to me it's only it's it's only fair to see. Okay, what does this guy have? What does he do? What is what happens when he goes to spring training? What does he do in the off season? Is he going to travel around and and meet? You know, I would hope that this he would he would go to you know wherever Manny Uh-oh. Machado is. He would Uh-oh, go. Oh, Jay. What's that? That's what Andy Green did. Oh no. Oh, okay. Then he shouldn't do any of that. He shouldn't go. He shouldn't go meet any of those people. He should just lock himself in his office here and then go to Peoria and wait for guys and say, "Hey, Manny, I'm Jace Tingler. Damn glad to meet you," and uh, and and then move on with uh, with spring training. But I, I I think you know it seems like we ought to at least see what happens with uh, you know with the off season. See what happens with. With spring training, they they may go to spring training and and you may get in the clubhouse there after two weeks, and talk to guys who are like, "Wow, this guy's great! I can't believe we were lucky enough to get him." Or you may talk to guys who say, "Oh boy, what did we do? We're you know we're in for a long season." But I don't know. Maybe we ought to at least wait and see until he meets a few players. What uh, uh, what happens here? That's a very good point. As was your point. Look, five playoff appearances, zero championships in. 51 seasons? Yes. Well, that gives fans every right to be pessimistic. Absolutely. Um, and I Absolutely. guess the way that would manifest is to be pessimistic about whoever hired as manager. I, I guess, but I, I, at some point, I guess if you're if you're still following the team, wouldn't you want to be? Wouldn't you want to have hope? Isn't that why you keep? Isn't that why you keep following the team because you have hope that the next the next move around the corner? is going to be a good one? I don't know, Jay. Um, From what I saw um, on social media, I was thinking, you know, when it was looking like, you know, Ron Washington was getting some momentum there and that, and that maybe on Monday uh, the Padres were going to, it was going to leak out or something, and the Padres were going to go, I'm like, I don't know if they should announce it on Monday. San Diego's pretty consumed with hating the Chargers and and reveling in that loss uh, (laughs) on Sunday. I mean, so I don't know. It seems maybe our fan base actually – likes to be miserable. So, I, I don't know. And I don't, look, I don't want to I don't want to be pretty natural. I guess it probably is and I don't want to I don't want to bash on fans. Oh, I just not? was I just was surprised that people were so willing to just say, "Oh, this is a terrible move." But I guess, you know, they're conditioned at this point to to feel that way and and and, and you know, they they want to I am not sure who would have made you know a lot of people happy other than Bruce, maybe Bruce Bochy. Uh, and and Bochi wasn't gonna and Bochi's not managing. I mean, he was just quoted yesterday as saying, "Yeah, maybe I'd like another shot, but I need to take a year off and and then see what happens." So, well, I'll take this opportunity to also point out that what we see on social media um, does not represent uh, every fan. As a matter of fact, I am sometimes convinced, based on what people say to me in person or email me uh the type of people that sometimes uh, a good number of the people that actually read the physical paper right they they uh use email uh, they're not necessarily on twitter or they don't actively participate and and i sometimes am convinced actually that and i i hate to use it but like you know twitter can represent a a vocal minority it can i i, I give to you brown which uh, we should probably do a special podcast on like <laughs> november 8th or something um but the the brown uniforms coming uh and now like you know if you listened and you saw what the reaction on social media even leading up to it but certainly now it's like basically 100 percent, man brown, that's where they should have been i mean the whole entire world agrees with that well i witnessed these focus groups both rounds and never once 
or not in what either one of those. You take the the twenty focus groups they did. It was not a majority of people that favored Brown. It was the highest minority of people. Right. That's right. the reality here. So I say that I'm not I say that to rip anyone. I say that to give perspective to kind of like you know who we hear from is not always who we should be listening to. Right. Right. No, I think that's uh, I think that's very true. So we got a little bit off topic there. We've probably gone on probably I know probably gone on long enough. Uh, about this, and as you mentioned, you'll be writing a story that hope everyone checks out uh, this weekend on uh, on the roster and what what moves might be ahead. And then we'll look forward next week to seeing Jace Tingler at a press conference. I would assume it could be Monday, or or they you think they're going to wait until after the series? Well, depends. If the series is over, then I would imagine it will be Monday. So it'll be uh, is the series going back to Houston is uh, the real question here. That's uh, but I was told yesterday that yes, after the series. So not till after the series. So at some point next week, we will see Jace Tingler. We'll hear what he has to say, and you know we'll hear what his his new bosses have to say as well about why they why they picked him uh, as opposed to going with experience. What they think players are going to think. Uh, maybe we'll even hear from some players, but. Uh, a long, a long off season ahead. We're still, what, almost I don't know, three or three and a half months away from reporting to uh, to Peoria, which probably sounds to you like, oh no, that that's only that little amount of time. Well, I did realize I just yesterday I thought coming up on November here and hasn't really felt like the off season. I'm not complaining, but it hasn't really felt like off season has begun. Yeah, yet. I'm not sure uh, there's going to uh, be much of an off season. Uh, Brown, this year. which got Brown, which and then we've got the then we have the winter meetings Padres, coming. Padres culture that uh, Brown is a big deal. Need to cover that. General managers meetings right after that. Right. Winter meetings in December, and you know, hope I hope for Padres fans and, and gosh darn it, as someone who watches every game, I hope for me <laughs> just to see good baseball uh, that it is a busy winter. So, yeah, no, that's uh, that's true. So. All right, we will uh, come back and do one of these, I don't know, whenever we feel like it, right? Really, we, we shall. Uh, I, I look forward to it, and uh, glad that we got this one out of the way. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. 